0: We started a new study last week that I I call The Essence and Concept of True Biblical Worship. Uh, And we had a really good lesson last week. And uh, that Friday night, we taught this Wednesday, and that Friday night, the very first message, man, I almost fell out of my seat, because Brother Flannery covered almost the same identical thing as what I covered uh, on, on Wednesday night, and he's talking about worship, and uh, that that worship is not supposed to be about us, it's supposed to be about him. And he said, you know, we're under so much pressure today and we're dealing with all kind of things. He said, it's, um, uh, it's natural that when we come to the house of God, we've got, we got these burdens and everything, that we're just, we're begging for relief. And, uh, and we come to, Lord, I need to get my knee. But he said, the same thing as what I said last time tonight. When we come to the house of God, the worship service is God's part of the service. Right. Amen. Uh, that's the part that God gets something out of. And even though we got needs in our life, when we, we go into the presence of God, when we approach the throne of God. We should we should come before His presence with thanksgiving. Yes. Amen. And and go into His courts with praise. We begin to worship Him. Amen. Don't don't make worship be about us, but once we get in His presence and we touch God with our worship, then God's in turn going to come down and begin to move in our situations. Amen. Hallelujah. But stop and think about it. I mean, you don't go busting into in, in, in the throne room of an earthly king down here and just start demanding stuff. That's right. You know. All right. And uh, I thank God, God the Father, amen, uh, deserves a little respect too that we're supposed to worship. Him. Yeah. And uh, last week I also said that worship in a lot of churches today has got to be to magnify the flesh rather than magnify God. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, we want to we put the spotlight on us. How good I can, can play an instrument. How pretty I can sing a song. Some preachers, they'll spotlight on how good they think they can preach. But the spotlight in worship is supposed to be on Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm not supposed to be getting any of the spotlight. Come on. Amen. And and we covered all this last Wednesday night. And uh, like I said, if you if you remember on Friday night, he he covered Sunday when he was talking about how we uh, remember he talked about seeking the face of God. Uh, that's where we mess up. Uh, people say, "Well, you know, I've been praying for this country. I've been praying for this country." And, uh, uh, and the Bible said. Uh, If my people which are called by my name will humble and pray and seek my face. But see, a lot of times, instead of seeking His face, we seek His hand. Sure. Alright? Amen. And when you seek His face, you're getting getting into identification. Hallelujah. You're getting into the area of His presence. Hallelujah. I mean... That's, that's a beautiful thing, man. Uh, and that's what worship, amen, is, is, all, is all about. And uh, the, uh, the main scripture that's covering this whole, and we, we won't finish tonight, we'll, we'll be going further later, but what we came off of is Psalms 995. Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at His footstool, for He is holy. Amen. Exalt you the Lord our God, and, uh, and worship at His footstool, for He is holy. Using that scripture, this is what we talked about last night. True worship involves brokenness and humility. Amen. The scripture says that we worship at His footstool. You've got to get down and humble yourself to to get to the footstool. Amen. I mean, I'm not going to reteach all that. We covered all that and brought out a lot of scripture last week. But I just wanted to uh, do a little refreshing here before we have men. True worship involves brokenness. And humility. You remember, uh, Psalms 34 said, "The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart, and saved such as is a contrite spirit." Uh, don't come before the presence of God with pride. Amen. Don't come, don't, don't come prideful and arrogant. Amen. Uh, uh, let's let's have the brokenness and humility that we uh, uh, that we need. Amen. As we come uh, to Him, Hallelujah. Amen. Now we're going to move on <clears throat> to the uh, uh, to the next uh, next point uh, in our lesson, which is this: True worship involves sacrifice. Now. Huh? A lot of folks like to get down on guitar on hand Logan and jump and shout and all that. But true worship involves sacrifice. And if you hadn't sacrificed anything, you can't, you can't honestly say that you, you, you worship God. All through the biblical history, real worship involves sacrifice. We talked about the first thing last week. It involves, but this week we're gonna we're talking about sacrifice, and we're living in a day and age that people don't want to sacrifice. Amen. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like another word, you know. People don't like today's commitment, and uh, but true worship involves sacrifice, and I uh, I want to. Uh, I want to talk just a little bit about that. And uh, tonight, Genesis 22 and 5 says, And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. I think everybody knows what this is talking about. This is when God told Abraham, "I want you to go to offer up your only son." Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to see what faith is all about, before I get into this, this uh, this is something. This is this, this is a different topic. If you look at the faith here, Abraham said to his young man, "You abide here." Uh, with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder to and worship. What's that last part? We'll be back. We coming back. Abraham had faith in God. The New Testament said that Abraham believed that God, if need be, would even would resurrect Isaac back. Hallelujah. Think about that. Think about that. But what I'm focusing on for tonight is sacrifice linked to worship. The fundamental and historical basis of worship has always been sacrifice. It is a gift which is offered to God to show honor, devotion, and appreciation. Now, under the old covenant, when it came to sacrifice, all of the choice of a flock would be chosen to be offered up uh, to the Lord of the Lord. Likewise, when we uh, in turn we turn our hearts to worship the king, we should offer our best to him. Amen. God got a hold of the children of Israel one time, he reprimanded them. He said, what is this y'all doing? I'm paraphrasing now. But he said, what in the world is this y'all doing? Why are you bringing the lame and the halt and the blind to sacrifice to me? I mean, that, that, that those good animals that you're going to get top dollar for at the market, you're holding to them, but the animals that you find, you got one of them lame, one of them blind, you know they're not going to bring no money. So you, you said, well, I'll just this and on. He said, you know, what do you think you're doing? And it's the same situation with us today. Whatever we do for God, we should give it 100%. Amen. Hallelujah. We should never do anything for God half-heartedly. Amen. Whatever your, your work is involved in the church, you should put 110% effort. Hallelujah. I promise you. I, now, now we we know the contrast between a white Pentecostal church and uh, a white Baptist church. You know, they the white uh, Baptist a little more reserved. You know, a little quiet. Uh, I tell the story. I tell everyone, everyone every once in a while. Well, my dad came from Arkansas um, to, uh, and settled, the family settled uh, in Nashville in 1919. Donaldson Pike, one out of Donaldson, was a dirt road, and that big Donald, Donaldson Baptist churches out there, uh, and they didn't have that building that they've got now. But uh, my dad went in there, and, uh, and uh, somebody, was, they were <coughs> singing one of them old, old songs, and he got a Put a hand on uh you need to kind of quiet down a little, sir. He said, Well, I, I can't help it, I got my silence up says, I've got that old-time religion. They said, Well, you didn't get it here, you've got to keep quiet here. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> but but see, you go to a you, you go to a black Baptist church, and i promise you, unless you see the sign out front, you think it'd be Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Black Methodists, Black Methodists, all of them put us to shame. they did happy when it comes to worship. only son as a sacrifice to Jehovah, the scriptures never indicate that he hesitated or tried to back out in any way. Instead the scriptures state that he rose up early. He He got an early start. Hallelujah. He rose up early the next morning and took the boy along with a few others and headed off to the place that God was leading him. And in the verse that we read, When they got there, he told the others with him that he and the boy was going to worship and return to them later. Abraham offered up to God the greatest act of worship that anyone came. Well, he stood there with a knife in his hand, and he literally had the knife in his hand, literally had his hand raised. And if it hadn't been for that angel, he would have took that boy's life. Amen. If it had been for the angel of the Lord, he would have took that boy's life. Because in Abraham's mind, God had told him to do it. Sometimes God speaks to us, uh, uh, are you, uh, you sure, God? Is, oh, oh, oh is, is, is that really you, God? Huh? Uh, Abraham wasn't like that. Uh, That's what true worship is. The offering of your total heart to God. Holding nothing back. My mind. Holding nothing back. We've got to learn, church. We need to learn to uh, to just give it all to God. Hallelujah. And God will in turn bless you in ways... Like you uh, never uh, would imagine. Now, I want to talk about uh, two forms of worship that involve sacrifice for us today. We don't go out and sacrifice for lambs or turtle doves or, or nothing like that. All that was fulfilled in, in the sacrifice of Christ. But I want to I talk to you briefly, and I'm not going to hold you long. But I'll talk to you briefly about how we worship God through sacrifice. Now, I'm going to use the Amplified Version. I'll let you know before I put it up there. Uh, Hebrews 13, verse 15 and 16. Now, this is the Amplified Version. It says, Through him, therefore, let us at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. And it explains what a sacrifice of praise is. Which is the fruit of our lives that faithfully acknowledge and confess and glorify His name. You're offering a sacrifice when you praise the Lord. Lift your hand. Glorify you, Lord. Praise you. That's a sacrifice. It's a spiritual sacrifice, but it's a sacrifice. It's the fruit of your lips. Thankfully acknowledge it. Acknowledge God for what God is. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Acknowledge God for who He is. Yes, yeah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Amen. Like the song that the choir uh, uh, used to sing, because of who you are, I can desires from us. That's that intimacy Brother Flyn was talking about. Amen. That, that we get so close, we get into the bosom of God. I appreciate you Two forms of sacrifice that's in, involved in worship. The first one is the fruit of your lips praising Him and doing glory. But when you uh, do good to people and you help people contribute to things, especially to the needy in the church, it's an expression of fellowship. For such sacrifices are always pleasing to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Uh, we We could talk all night on things we used to see in the body of Christ. see much of them all, more anymore. And there was a time that there was such a closeness in the body of Christ that different members of the congregation would do things to try to bless the other person. I want to bless you. Oh, amen. If, yeah, we, we, give, we give something to a, a traveling advantage that comes through or uh all all that uh and but sometimes it is good and, and God accepts it as a sacrifice if uh, you, you, you walk up you walk up to another brother uh or sister in church and had uh, have him thirty forty dollars in here you and sister so and so he did her to pray to God, Lord, help bring some of this stuff to my memory. Amen. That I can I I think about doing something like that. So, offering up a sacrifice to praise, the fruit of our lips, that's a sacrifice, for worship. And then uh, helping the needs of, uh, of the needy in the church. And then I want to go one more scripture. And this is the last one I'm going to go to tonight. And we'll close. It's Romans, twelve and one. Uh, now you would recognize it if it was in the King James, but I got it again in the Aquify version. Uh, you know, it says, uh, Visit uh your body as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I hate you brother Flatter use that verse, I think Sunday morning. Look at it. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies. What does that mean to present your bodies? Dedicating all of yourselves set apart. Why? Why? As a living sacrifice, holy and well pleasing to God, which is your rational and then, logical, intelligent act of worship. Hallelujah. Dedicating your life to God is an act of worship. It's a sacrifice, an act of worship that God is well pleased in. Hallelujah. So we can see, church, that when we start talking about worship, it gets a whole lot more involved than what we think. It's a whole lot more than banging tambourines, amen, strumming a guitar. But it really gets more involved, and and worship is a beautiful thing. And I want—I don't know what you think about it, but man, I I'm so thankful for what God means to me and what He's meant to me in my life. I want—I want my worship life to develop. To be the best you can be. Hallelujah! Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait and uh, uh, when I come to the house of God to worship God, look around and see somebody else is doing something. What anybody else is doing is immaterial. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah! You know, there's too much of that looking to see what this one or that one's doing anyway. You know, we we need to get you need, even in, in the corporate session when we come together to worship God. In the room, should just get to the place in the service where hey, it's just you and God. Yes, you don't know what's going on behind you, you don't know what's going on in the front of you, to the side, because you getting yourself in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And don't tell me that's not possible, I know it's possible yes. because it happens all. I, I, get, I get myself carried away in the presence of the Lord.